HealthWise on the Light Breakfast with Dr. Rajbans, where your health matters. Good morning, Dr. Rajbans. How are you? Good morning. Fine, I'm fine. Good. All so right. you're still working in the hospital, right? Because you're not yeah, no choice. essential services. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Thank you, by the way. Thank you for doing this. And also thank you to all everyone who's working around you. I think doctors and nurses and people in healthcare don't get enough thanks. You know? <laughs> yeah, thanks, thanks. <laughs> okay, let's get to HealthWise for today. Now, the first article is very interesting because this husband and wife actually poisoned themselves trying to self-medicate with this medication called chloroquine which yep. has been used to treat malaria apparently because it's supposedly able to cure COVID-19 I wonder where they got that idea from <laughs> yeah you know the first news came out that used in China and Korea and then of course there's one small French study but I think it's too early and too small a study to even say that you can use chloroquine so chloroquine yes you can use for malaria it's been there from 1949 and it's the hydroxychloroquine you can use for things like lupus or arthritis but for a virus it doesn't seem to make sense but they definitely are more studies because you know side effects are there you know you can get blood vision nausea vomiting cramps you know headache diarrhea and even severe things like liver failure and bleeding tendencies you know for some people so I would really not take it definitely not self-medicate lah, you know well, so this is an actual medication it's not something yeah, for yeah. aquariums or yeah because we read somewhere that it's something like to clean aquariums as well okay I'm not sure whether they do that <laughs> but I mean most of us in hospital uh, we have chloroquine you know because we still get malaria cases on and off so quite easily available even the GPs probably will have it you know for use and then hydroxychloroquine you can get for because of joint pains like lupus and rheumatoid so it's quite available it's not something that's not that difficult to get it's easily available yeah I see but sometimes we just tend to play doctor and self-medicate ourselves I think it's very careful if you've got a small flu you have to take some antihistamines or some paracetamol for headache yeah fair enough go ahead but you know more than that always be careful don't try to self-medicate for over-the-counter medicine it should be okay and unless we take it over the limit that's right you know sometimes people when they start taking something that's so easily available they might overtake you know I, I know people who got taken so high doses of paracetamol and come with problems so to a safe medication even that can cause problems seems like China cannot get a break, you know, like COVID-19 pandemic is slowing down in China. But now, a case of Hanta virus killed a man in China. Now, the question here is, what is Hanta virus? Yeah, I mean, it's been around again, another virus that's come. In fact, uh, most of the cases initially were in America, then China, Korea. So again, this is a virus, you know, just like another RNA virus. There's so many of these viruses around. But this one comes from rodents, you know, your rats and mice. And it's transmitted from rodents to humans. There have been very rare instances of, uh, I think there's only one outbreak where there's supposed to be human-to-human transmission, but mostly it's rodents to humans. So, you know, there's no cure, just like any other virus. There's no vaccine yet. Symptoms are start off with like a fever, fatigue, muscle aches, and then you can get uh, the acute pulmonary syndrome. Even the kidneys can get affected. So, death rate is high if you get the pulmonary syndrome, like even the coronavirus. Once yeah. you get the respiratory, the pneumonia, then mortality can be even one in four, they say. But because it's from rodents to humans, and it's not part by droplets, you know, like the corona. Corona is not human-to-human transmission yes. and it's through the droplets. So, sending near someone who's got the disease and transmit to you whereas Hanta will be different. Unless you get the fluid from the rodents, you're not going to transmit from human-to-human. So, I think it will not be such a case like corona. But you uh, said so there's I, no cure? Yeah, I mean, well, all the viruses, we have got no cure. In corona now, there's no cure. It's a symptomatic uh, treatment until your body either recovers or, you know, it gets worse. That, that's how it goes. So, unless you are in close contact with a rodent with that virus, yeah. 
virus. A so human cannot that. transfer hanta virus to another Only human. There's one place I think in Argentina they had a they're doing that outbreak. But you know these viruses can change, so we just hope for the best. But as of now, I think hanta won't be a bigger issue like corona. Scientists in Singapore says that they have developed a way to track the genetic changes that speeds testing of vaccines against COVID-19. So even if we were to get a vaccine ready, doctor, how soon would it be before it is actually viable for the public? From what we heard from WHO, it was looking at 18 months. Some are even talking about as far as 6 months. But whatever it is, you know, once you get a vaccine, you still have to be tested for safety. And all these things that will take time, you know, it's not going to be something that's going to be available soon. So by that time, this epidemic will go, you know, the pass on and then maybe for the next one, the coronavirus vaccine might be one of the vaccines that can be taken. Just like your H1N1 now is part of the flu vaccine. Mm. So maybe, hopefully, it will come out soon. But I don't think so it's going to help in the next few months. This, this pandemic is going to carry on and then hopefully it will slowly burn out by itself over the next few months and then at least we, by then, hopefully we'll have a vaccine. So the next one that we will at least be able to protect ourselves. Because yeah. I think in the US, there were, there were doing human testing already for some kind of a vaccine. Yeah, but I don't know how fast before you can, you know, because human testing has to be taken. You can't just say over a few weeks and say, oh, they're safe or whatever. So, so I just don't know how fast it will be there. You know, one thing the good is now we've got a lot of new technologies like this, you know, gene tracking through the gene studies and all that. So my vaccine will be faster than what they used to do before. Hopefully it will be out. But I think it will not be for this pandemic. This pandemic is definitely going to go through its course and, you know, the people who are going to get infected will get infected. And then Hopefully for the next one, you can prevent it with vaccination. As far as I understand, vaccines mean that you put a little bit of the weakened virus into your body. Yeah, that your body's immune system will now recognize it as something foreign and then it will attack that virus and then you'll be prepared for the next one. Okay, so imagine being tested for a vaccine that hasn't yet been approved. Are you more susceptible to getting the virus then? Again, I think if you're not immunosuppressed, should be no problem. If you look at this corona pandemic right now, uh, the people who actually get affected are what they say immunosuppressed, you know, the elderly, the ones with diabetes, hypertension, cancers, you know, HIV, so, so they are more prone, though you still can, others also can get, but most of the people who are, uh, you know, susceptible to, who die are basically the immunosuppressed. So when you do a study, you must make sure that the people you pick up are not anyone got immunosuppression, so the small dose of virus should be no issue, la, no problem. Some COVID-19 patients have described a loss of their olfactory senses, means their smell and taste and experts are saying that this might be a new way to detect the virus can you tell us more about this yeah i mean this is from the ent specialists who you know, i think in america who said that this is one of the symptoms they were seeing and you know ent are one of the highest prone because they are the ones that see patients like this so they say if you look at the specialties ent the highest prone ones followed by see ophthalmologists because even they go very close to the patient to mm. see the eyes right and then come things like uh, anesthesiologists and the gastroenterologists so what they say is that there are people are asymptomatic in the beginning and what this study showed was that uh, some of these patients actually had loss of smell and you know, taste before they had all the classical symptoms you know cough, running nose, fever, shortness of breath which is what uh, you know what COVID patients will have so this is supposed to be something that you can say that if someone comes to you with loss of taste and smell and there's other things like in a history of travel or they contact with someone else who's got cough or running nose, fever then it's just uh, something you can think of like, to think that maybe I should test this person for COVID but I think most of us still look for things like fever, cough, running nose and see your contact before we actually do a COVID test but this is something to think of but I mean how many people actually ask that whether your loss of smell or taste you know you still ask for things like cough, running nose, fever, shortness of breath so I 
don't know how accurate it is. You know, is it really all patients get this or is just one of the few people who get this sort of symptoms? I don't think so you can use these uh, symptoms as something to diagnose the COVID. Because you can't go around walking around telling people, try this chili party, do you feel anything? <laughs> or smell this durian? It's very hard to test for. Yeah, and you don't know how many people, well, so far, if you've not heard of any patients who actually come and tell you that they lost of taste or smell. I mean, from the thousands that have been infected so far, I know mm-hmm. the ministry say that, oh, actually lost their taste and smell. You know, and there are hundreds of thousands over the world now. But this was never actually reported as the main symptom. So, it's something that is, I don't know, I don't know whether this is really something that's something to look at or it's just one of those few patients who complain of this. Right. So, I wouldn't be using this as a symptom. Alright, doctor, we're going to do something pretty interesting now. Uh, we're going to try and get you to help us bust some myths that we've read online and on WhatsApp messages. Some and might be whatnot. true. You never yeah. know. Yeah. Now, the first one. Sun or heat exposure are effective methods to prevent COVID-19? Uh, I don't think so to prevent COVID-19. So they say if you are in a, uh, the sun or the heat actually sorts of makes the virus less active. That's what they claim. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I still, if you look at it, we are a sunny country and you know, we still have a lot of covid so I don't think that is true and they're definitely not going to prevent. I think the best is still your you know, social distance and keep washing your hands and all those, uh, what they recommend. Okay. So I would run in the sun just and hope that you won't get COVID. I think that won't work. <laughs> and get some vitamin D, <laughs> right, <yeah>. maybe. <laughs> uh, you get some vitamin D, it will help your immune system, but yeah. uh, maybe we're not really helped against the COVID. Okay. Now, if you can hold your breath for more than 10 seconds without discomfort, stiffness or tightness, then it indicates that you have no infection. This is one of the WhatsApp messages that I got, yeah. like to self-check yourself at home. Is this true? I mean, if you can't hold your breath for 10 seconds, something is wrong. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, and if you, even look at COVID, uh, the first symptoms are cough, running nose, fever. You still can hold your breath for 10 seconds. Only if you go to stage 4 or 5 and you get the pulmonary pneumonia. But then you're already too late already, you know. So I think this one definitely no. Uh, it uh, doesn't make sense. Now, they said that even if the virus gets into your mouth, if you drink enough water or other fluids, it will help wash it down and the hydrochloric acid in your stomach will kill the virus. I mean, the hydrochloric acid will probably kill the virus, but uh, whether drinking water and washing it down, because the virus can spread very fast. Once it goes into your nasal cavity or oral cavity, it will just spread into the, into the lungs. From there, it will just spread, you know. So... I mean, no harm doing it. I know a lot of the old ancient Ayurveda treatments of this, you know, drink warm water that will wash down your virus. But I think in that epidemic and pandemic, when you're actually exposed to a heavy load of virus, this is not going to work. Mm. You know, so you don't want to get the virus. That's the main thing is don't get the virus onto you. You know, once the virus is in your body, drinking hot water is not going to help you at all. You know, so again, prevention is the main thing here. Washing your hands, keep you know, keeping your social distance, avoiding contact with people. That's why we have this MCO that the less people are, you know, yeah. uh, you know, meeting each other. So once you get the virus, and if it's a heavy virus load, I think you got no chance. It is going to attack you. Okay, there is this home self test kit that apparently can tell you instantly if you have COVID nineteen just by a drop of your blood. How accurate is this test? I know I never heard of this. You know, I mean. If it was this really available by now, the WHO or the CDC or the Ministry of Health would have told us we can do this test in your hospital or whatever. So no, this is definitely a fake news. La. Okay. So don't fall for that. Use the test that the government is giving out, the one the hospitals are using, the PCR test, a real accurate one. Yeah.